Blessings and light to you. This is the J. Makopo Podcast. We get lit in the name of God, Appa, keeping it 100 all the time. Let's get it. What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in to the J. Makopo Podcast. If it's your first time listening, here is your extra immersive. If it's not your first time and you're loyal to the channel, to the podcast, here is your extra immersive. I saw someone was commenting saying, what's an extra immersive? It's just another way of me giving you guys love and saying god bless you so guys today we're gonna get into a message that i preached at rema youth some of you saw me posting about it a lot so i just wanted to share it with some of the people who had not seen it and make sure that the message gets spread the message is called redefining young and i hope you'll be blessed let's get into it hey rema youth thank you so much for joining us tonight so tonight I'm not going to be preaching, I'm not going to be sharing the word. We have a guest tonight, he's from all the way from Cape Town. He's an amazing young man, he got an energy for days. And tonight you're going to have a great, you know, time with him. Um, he is my friend, he is our friend now at Rema Youth. And hey, watch this space, we're going places man. Please let's welcome Pastor Jay, he is coming to minister tonight. If you look at the first chapters of Romans, chapter 1 to 11, Paul is explaining all that God has done for us. He's explaining the mercies of God. He's explaining the blessings of God. He's explaining how we've been forgiven. He's speaking of all that God has given us. And then Paul says, after all I've said, therefore, live this way. Kenneth J. Makopo is the lead pastor of Faith Point Church, which is currently based in Brackenville. His father and mother are senior pastors of Faith Point Church main campus and are based in Rustenburg. He studied theology in Hillsong College, Sydney, Australia and Cornerstone, Cape Town. He also has a podcast with which he aims to encourage and equip people with God's word. Amy you. let's welcome Pastor J. Makopo. Thank you everyone uh, for having me once again here at Rema Youth. I just want to say thank you to uh, Pete, to the team uh, for putting this together. Thank you for tuning in uh, on this Friday evening. You still have time to let your friends know that it's happening. Okay, uh, we are live and it's, uh, and it's available for everyone. All right. So uh, my name is uh, Pastor Jay uh, and I am so grateful to be here with each one of you and I'm believing that great things are going to be happening uh, in this time. So I just want to ask you for the next few moments to redefine how you receive church. I know you may be looking at this over a screen, but just redefine it for a few moments and realize that God still wants to speak to your heart. God still wants to speak into your life and bring change to things that you've been facing. Can someone say amen? So uh, this month, um, the theme is redefining Young, redefining young, and our uh, key passage or key verse is First Timothy uh, chapter four, verse twelve. It says, "Do not let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for believers in speech, conduct, in love, in faith, 
and in purity. Now, I think just in this verse, it's simply letting us know that sometimes what's attached to being young can be things that people look down on. Can someone say amen? Uh, that, that what happens often is when you are young, it's easy for people to look down on anything called young because often it can be associated with just things that people don't look up to. But, but Paul was writing this to Timothy and telling him, hey, even though you are young, even though your age or your experience is not where other people's is, there are still great things that can come from your life. So often what people call young people to do is to look for examples. And that's very good because you're supposed to look for examples from your teachers, your parents, your older siblings, from, from uh, your pastors. Look for examples from these different people. And what often happens is as young people, we're in this mode of looking for an example, looking for an example of how you're going to live your life, looking for example of how love should be, looking for examples of how to be a leader. And those are not not just cool things that people say you must do. The Bible says that too in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5, it says, In the same way, you who are young, submit yourself to your elders. Now, being an elder, it doesn't just mean someone who's older than you. It means someone who's ahead of you, someone you can learn from, someone you can fashion your life behind. So submit yourself to someone and have an example, but that's not where it's going to end for you today. Church, I mean, young people, Rema youth. You're also supposed to be setting an example. I remember, I remember a time when I went to McDonald's and it was my first time when they brought these changes in, in McDonald's. I walked in to, to order uh, some food and uh, I got to the, to the desk and I said, okay, uh, I want to order. And the lady said, order at the screen. And I didn't hear her properly. I thought she was saying I ordered ice cream. I said, I didn't order ice cream. Um, I, I said, I want to order food. And she was like, order at the screen. So I went to the back and there were some screens and I, I began to press some buttons and, and I looked for the lady for, some, for advice and she was basically like, no, just figure it out on your own. So I was like, okay, I'm, I'm pressing buttons and if, and if any of you have done this before, you know when you're trying to change the menu, it gets a little bit tricky. So then another thing happened. Um, as I am uh, trying to figure out my order, all of a sudden, a big group of people walk into the shop. Now, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced that, where all of a, you walk into a shop and it's quiet, then all of a sudden, now the whole nation wants to be there with you. The whole nation wants to order some McDonald's. So I'm there and there's a big line behind me. I'm figuring it out. Eventually, what happens is I, I step aside because I figure it out. I step aside, then my friend behind me does the, what he needs to do and he moves fast. And he figures, it really, he figures it out really fast. So I look to him and I'm like, man, like you've done this before. He's like, no, I, I didn't do it before. I'm like, then how did you do it so fast? He's like, I was watching you. And the, and the person behind my friend was watching my friend. And the person behind them was watching the next person. Young person, I want you to know today that often as young people, you think that you're supposed to be seeking an example in your life. You think you're supposed to be seeking an example on things around you and in your community. But God is calling you to start being the example. God is calling you not just to be seeking it. God is calling you to start being that example. Example, another way of saying that is God is not just calling you to get an example, but God is calling you to set 
the example. Now you may be saying to me, but Pastor Jay, I never got a good example. I didn't get a good example from my father. I didn't get a good example from my mom. I didn't get a good example from my cousin. I want you to understand that this is why you were born. Never believe that you don't have a purpose. Never believe that your life is meaningless. I want you to know. I want you to understand that maybe it's not your portion to just be getting example. It could be your portion to start setting an example for those around you and understand it's not just about your life like the example I just gave. Because I struggled as I was trying to figure it out. As I struggled, as I was trying to put things together and figure out the menu and get what I needed, I had somebody watching me and it was easier for them. What you need to understand is God is calling you to be an example, to redefine what you think when you think you are young. Redefine that for yourself so that you understand it's not just about you, but it's about your generation. Paul was telling him, hey, you need to change some things about you. Make sure no one looks down on you because you're young, but set the example. It's not just about you getting it. It's about you setting the example. Can someone say amen? So again, I want you to, to know that you're supposed to be setting the example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. So what I'm saying is it's on you. It's on you. You see what people can find themselves doing is saying, but I should have got an example from that place. I should have got an example from that place, but I am changing that for you as Paul was doing that for Timothy and saying it's on you. You have a responsibility. You have a, a responsibility to start setting, setting an example for those behind you, a responsibility. Now, when we hear responsibility, often people get a little bit, you know, aren't so excited about responsibility. But responsibility, you get given a responsibility because you must understand you have a responsibility. Can someone say amen? You have a responsibility. You have an ability to respond to what's around you. And God has given you an ability to respond to what's happening in your family. An ability to respond to what's happening in your friend group. A res a response, uh, an ability to respond to even things around us like gender-based violence things that are happening with racism, things that are happening in our community with corruption and with poverty. God has given you the ability to respond. But check this out, not just react. Because reactions are purely based on our emotions. But when we respond, it's supposed to be based on God's word. Set an example. This ability that comes over your life or that is over you is the same thing that Paul speaks of in the book of Ephesians chapter 3 verse 7. He says, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace. I know that the theme over this year over Rema Youth is grace is my home. And if grace is your home, it means that the responsibility is also in that home as a son and as a daughter, but it's not just a responsibility, that's good news. It's not just some job you have to do, that's good news. It's also an ability. So you can do it, even when it feels difficult, 
Even when it feels like too much is, is over you or you're overwhelmed, you still can set an example and be a leader wherever God is calling you. The book of Ezra chapter 10 verse 4, it says, Rise up. This matter is in your hands. This matter is in your hands. And then the verse continues to say, We will support you. So take courage and do it. You see, there are some things that are happening in your life and you know it, that it's only you who, could handle, who can handle it or who can deal with it. It's only you. It says this responsibility is yours. This responsibility to be who God's called you to be is yours. It's not the people around you, it's yours. So take courage. We will support you. Your pastors here will support you. Your friends in church will support you. They will have your back, but understand that that is your weight to carry. That is your responsibility. But again, remember, there is grace over your life. There is grace and you can do it. So it's not by your strength, it's not by your power, it's not by your intelligence, it's not by your knowledge, it's not by what you have experienced, but it's what God will do through your life. So take, so take heart. So I want us just, just to, to learn some lessons through the life of Joshua, where being young was redefined too in his life. But you must understand, there are things that God wants to do through your life. There are things that God wants to use you for and use you to do. There's, there's, there's mighty things and, and some things you've not even realized how much he wants to use you. How many people are going to be blessed through your life? How many people are supposed to be blessed through your talents? You may not know it, but God does. But, but I'm telling you that there is a calling over your life, but you need to start preparing yourself for what God will do through you. And there are two ways I just want to pull out um, and see uh, in um, Joshua's life about how he prepared himself to be that example, to be that example. You need to prepare yourself. I just want to slow it down a little bit for you and understand you need to prepare yourself. If God's going to use you, if, if you have talents, if you have ideas, if there are things that you want God to do through you in your family, you have to prepare. Because if you are not preparing, how can, how can anything be put in your hands if you're unprepared for it? So one way we see in the life of Joshua before God called him to step into all that he was called to do. We see in the book of Exodus chapter 17 verse 9 to 14. I'm not going to read all of it, but we see it's a story where uh, Moses sends Joshua and says, Joshua, get a couple guys and go out and fight the Amalekites. So Joshua gets a couple guys and as he's out there, as he's in the fight, what happens? Moses is on a mountain and he is praying over Joshua's life, over the battle. And every time uh, Moses has his hands up, Joshua's winning. But when Moses gets his hands down, he begins to lose. Now, what we see here is that your leaders aren't going to be there with you in all the fights that you're going to face. You can't rely and say, hey, I need my, my youth leaders to be there when I'm going through everything. Understand, this is why you need to be prepared because there are things you are going to deal with alone. There's things that you're going to have to handle alone. Yes, the support is there. The prayers are there, but you're going to be in the fight alone. But God gives this word to Moses and says in Exodus 17, verse 14, it says, Then the Lord said to Moses, Write this on a scroll as something to be remembered and make sure that Joshua hears it. 
So God gives the word to Moses and says, Moses, make sure that my word is heard by Joshua. Now, why must Joshua hear the word? Because the book of Romans chapter 10 verse 17 says, consequently, faith comes from hearing the message and hearing and the message is heard through the word of Christ. If you are going to build the faith on the inside of you, you need to make sure that you are listening to the word of God. As you are preparing to be an example, you need to make sure the word of God is something you are constantly listening to. The word of God needs to be something that you are constantly seeking out. Just as much as you hear that someone has released a new album, you must understand that the word of God remains new and it remains fresh. And if it feels feels unfresh to you, make sure that you pray about that because something is wrong. And it's not the issue with the Word of God, it's often because your ears have become dull to something that's fresh. You hear me today? So, so Joshua had to make sure that he is hearing the Word of God because that built his faith in the battle. I don't know what you're facing, I don't know what you're going through, but you need to make sure that the Word of God is something you're listening to when it feels like you're losing strength. The next thing we see about Joshua, we see um, in, the book of, in the book of Exodus chapter 33, verse 11, there was a place called the Tent of Meeting where Moses would go and meet with God face to face. So he would go with Joshua into this tent of meeting and, 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 and they would just have this amazing time in the presence of God. But the, this verse says, again, I'm just going to say, Exodus chapter 33, verse 11. The Lord would speak to Moses face to face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp, but he's young, redefining young, but his young age, Joshua, son of Nun, did not leave the tent. See, when he was with Moses and they were praying and they were seeking God, I believe what they were praying over were the current issues that they were facing the things that were going on in the camp, and they were praying and seeking God about, what God, how are we going to get some uh, a, a direction about where we're supposed to go? But I believe that when Moses, when Joshua was alone, when Moses left the tent, Mo, Joshua had to spend time with God because he had to have his own relationship with God to speak about the things that are to come. Can someone say amen? The things that are to come. You must know once again that there are going to be things you are walking into. There are things that are in your future. And yes, right now with some of your leaders and with some of the people around you who are surrounding you, you're going to be dealing with the current issues. And that's actually another thing I want to say. A lot of people say, young people, you are the future, but you need to understand that as a young person, you're not just about the future. You need to be focused on what's happening right now. There are things that you need to be responding to right now. Don't think that the potential of your life is somewhere in the future when you get that job, when you get that degree, when you get those qualifications. Understand that your moment to be an example is right now. So he had that, but he also had prayer about the future, the things that he was going to face. And we also learn with that is Joshua had his own relationship with God in prayer. Again, I want to check in our preparation. It's God's word. And I also want to ask you, how are you praying? When everyone is gone, when your leaders say they're done praying, do you continue? Because God wants to use your life. And God wants to set you up as an example so you can redefine what young looks like. But the redefinition happened as I'm bringing this message to a close. The redefinition 
happened in Joshua's life in the book of Numbers, verse 13, verse 16 to 18, which is something people often just skip over and just uh, move over, I guess. But Numbers chapter 13, verse 16, I'll just read 16. It says, these are the names of the men Moses sent to explore the land, to step into the next uh, season, to step into their destiny. It says, Moses gave Hoshea, Hoshea, however you want to pronounce that, son of Nun, um, the name Joshua. Now, a lot of people can just skip over that. The fact that Joshua wasn't actually the name his mom gave him. That wasn't his birth name. That was a name that Moses gave him. That was a name that Moses said, hey, I want you to start redefining how you see yourself. Because Hoshea means salvation, but Joshua means Yahweh is salvation. It means Yahweh is salvation. So understand, when we are saying that we want to set you up, when the leaders of Rema Youth are saying, be an example wherever you find yourself, you need to begin by redefining how you see yourself and allow your destiny and allow your identity to not just be in yourself, but to be in God. You see, people were calling his name and saying, hey, salvation. Hey, Hoshea means salvation. But Moses was saying, no, you need to understand that it is God who is salvation. Every time I say your name, you need to make sure your identity is in him. Every time people call you, understand that your identity is in God. God, and it's not in other things. It's not in how you dress. It's not in where you were born. It's not in what you've been through. It's not about what people are saying about you. Your identity must be found in him. Moses had to give that to him and say, hey, I don't know what other people have been calling you. And maybe you're listening to me right now. And I don't know what people have been saying about you. I don't know in, in, in WhatsApp groups what people are saying about you. I don't know what comments are like on social media about you. I don't know when you are out of the room and people speak about you, what they're saying about you. But what needs to fill your heart is not what man has called you, but what you need to fill your heart up with is what God has called you. So what Moses does is Moses gives Hosea a new name and that name is Joshua. Like I said, it's important that as you step into who God's calling you to be, as God is calling you to step into your destiny, your purpose, your calling, you need to understand that your identity needs to be in Him. Because as I said, Hoshea means salvation, but Joshua means Yahweh is salvation. Hey, don't be caught up with what people are saying about you. You need to be caught up with what God says about you. I don't know what people are saying about you right now, but you need to be caught up and be excited and motivated by who God has called you to be. You see, another thing about Joshua is he was born into slavery. So he was named Hoshea because that was something the people wanted. They wanted salvation. So his mother names him salvation because that's what we're looking for. That's what we want. We want peace. We want restoration. We want transformation. So she names 
her son, Hoshea, to say, we need that salvation. But what Moses does, is says, I'm going to redefine your identity. And I want you to understand one thing, Joshua, young man, young person, as we are redefining being young, that the thing you're looking for is in Yahweh. The salvation that you've been praying for is in Him. The peace that you've been looking for is in Him. I want to read this verse, then we're going to pray. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. See, that re redefinition happens in, happened in Joshua's life. He was Hoshea, and then he turned to Joshua. I want you to know that that can happen for you too. What you've been looking for, the peace, for what you've been facing, the depression that's been over your life, the brokenness over things that have happened in the past, the confusion about what may come in the future. I want you to know that what you've been looking for is all in God. So I want to say a, a, a prayer with you right now because God wants to redefine some things about how you've been seeing yourself and how you've been seeing the world. God wants to bring a redefinition and I just want to pray a prayer of grace. So I ask you to open your heart and to say, God, redefine how I've been seeing myself. That I'm not just called to seek an example, I'm called to be an example. I'm not just called to get an example, I'm called to set an example. And you may make mistakes, but God's not looking for you to be perfect. He's looking for you to be available. So I'm going to ask you to open up your hearts. I just want to pray for you right now. Uh, that God would, would do that for you. God, I pray for each person who is uh, listening to me right now. I pray in the name of Jesus, God, that you would open up their eyes, that they understand that they've been called to set an example for their generation, for their friends, for their family. God, there are so many young people who've received a bad example, but I pray, my God, that they would not be discouraged by what they've received, but understand that they've been called to begin to give an example. I pray this in the mighty name of Jesus. I just want to say amen. I just want to say a quick prayer for you right now. That if maybe you aren't saved or you want to rededicate your life to God, I just want to say this prayer for you really quickly. Um, close your eyes. If, if you want to rededicate your heart to God, if you realize that you're living apart from Him, let me just say this prayer for you. God, I come before you. I thank you so much for your love. God, there are people right now who realize this salvation is apart from them. I pray, God, that... Um, you would do a work in their hearts as they are realizing their separation from you. I pray, God, that you would forgive sin and draw them nearer to you. I pray, God, may this be the beginning of their journey of knowing who you are. In the mighty name of Jesus, I pray and I say amen, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, and I hope the message really spoke to you. Um, so I want you to know going forward, guys, the podcast episodes are going to be much shorter, much shorter. I'm not exactly sure how, how much shorter, but they're going to be much shorter. Uh, just a new model that I want to try out and, may, and to see if you guys will like it better. Okay, so uh, on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, and anywhere else you may uh, listen or watch uh, the podcast is going to be much shorter. And um, yeah, on Instagram Live, it means on Instagram Live, you need to make sure that you are there on time because it's not going to be too long. But in any case, guys, thank you so much. Uh, I pray that God bless you. I pray that uh, all that's happening in family, in your career, uh, in your studies is going well. Thank you for listening to the J Mo Copper podcast. Take care, guys. God is love. Share the links with all your loved ones and even the haters. Okay, take care, guys.
promised and delivered thank you for listening in god said he will be there where two or three meet in his name let's meet again on the jema copper podcast next week